Hey everybody, this is Breezy with another episode of One Time Event. This week I sat down with my former roommate and the man who invited me to Flipside back in 2011. This is Bo from Temple of the Steaming Pot. Now the preliminaries out of the way, what are the questions? What is what? What should we start with? All right, so when did you start going to Flipside? When did I start? A long time ago. Um... The only way I can remember flip sides is generally by like effigies. So that would give me Cro-Magnon Man. God, that was 01, maybe 02. I mean, you'd have to you'd have to look up the records, but I, I know it was one before down the rabbit hole, and I want to say it was Cro-Magnon Man because it they had a beautiful sail. They had little sails and wooden platforms, and I actually was quite impressed with thinking they were going to burn that. Somebody had put that much effort into something that was going to burn, and that sounded awesome. As well as the fact that people were having sex on it quite regularly on different levels of it. And, and the guy, oh, the guy on the top, that was that was the classic one. The guy with his hands up cheering while they're having sex in the middle of the day. On top of the effigy, middle of the day, middle, of, and that's back at Wreck Plantation. So it was uh, everybody's tenting and the main camping area would, was right around the effigy, so it was definitely stage center. Well, what brought you to Flipside, man? Um, what brought me to I was exploring myself. Just got out of a divorce, so I decided to uh, start trying to find social venues that I might want to go be a part of. And, and being a part of the pagan community, I encountered individuals that, well, uh, Shadow, I'm sorry. I, I really should just be honest. It was Shadow. I found her in the pagan communities and uh, followed her to Flipside because she said it was a lot of a lot of enjoyment and she might like having me around. So, uh, and I love to follow the cook, and she's a good cook, as many people of Flipside I'm sure have learned at some point in time. You you included. Uh, I think it probably is what helped snagged you as well. Is uh, Shadow Shadow can get you. Shadow's the reason you get hooked to the steaming pot. And you came straight to the steam pot? Uh, technically, no, but yes. Back when I came into the steaming pot, uh, I think the first year I got to be a part of this, I got to camp with the steaming pot. And then the second year, we, we reinstituted the burning question. And so we kind of reinstituted creating a separate camp for extra individuals that were trying to camp for steaming pot. There wasn't enough room at Rec Plantation. So you really had to be very specific on who gets to have tent space. You know, you, you had to be ready to share tent poles. I mean, share, share tent stakes. I mean, there's, there were plenty of times when you're, you're laying trying to sleep and the people in the tent next door are uh, wanting to fool around and there's nothing between you, but uh, tent canvas. So, uh, Sometimes you get, you know, sometimes they pushed off of you. Okay, fine. I'm the one that was actually fooling around. Tiny had to deal with me pushing off of him, but hey, that's just how it works. That's flip side, man. You, you got used to it. It was, it was wreck plantation. And you, there was just limited space. So we started out with the burning. We brought the burning question back and that's when we started getting the second dome up and, and we really started turning the, the steaming pot into I think for Shadow, it helped that I start, I came along because I allowed them to start being able to do a bigger theme, that their their steaming pot could actually have 
not just serve coffee, but actually have places to hang out and be able to relax and be able to converse and, and interact. And it, it's part of the reason we love the steaming pod is that we we get so many different people that come through and just they'll sit and talk and tell stories. Hell, when Tiny used to come every year, we made, we gave him his own dome so that he could have his own bench or his own chair that he'd sit in and a, t- and a couch next to him. So all the people that wanted to come see Tiny could sit and talk and Tiny would tell his tales and they'd tell, they'd tell their tales. And it really kind of, you it allowed you to see a large spectrum of what was going on at Flipside. And we've gotten this in, and in being uh, as uh, long lasting a theme camp as we have, we've actually been able to see a lot of, a lot of the diversity that, that comes through. We, we don't just see a party crowd. We don't just see, you know, we get to see all the people that are volunteering and all the, all the rangers that come through you know, on a regular basis that are, they're sacrificing their time to, to be willing to deal with things that the rest of us have agreed to not deal with. You know, we all signed a waiver. So as far as we're concerned, it, We'll treat other people like human beings, but you're not my responsibility. And if I find you laying, you know, laying face down on the on the dirt, I'm going to come up and check and see if you got a pulse. I'm going to turn you on your side. And if I see a ranger between me and camp, I'm going to let the ranger know that, that somebody should probably go check on that guy. And why? Because it's uh, it's not an emergency. You know, if, if it's not an emergency, there's no reason to start screaming and waving your hands in the air. It's flip side, man. Last thing you want to do is last thing I ever think of wanting to do is create panic. There's enough screaming and throwing your hands in the air. Hell, most of the time you could do that anyway, and people think you're just dancing or expressing art. So what do you consider you know, Flipside and the other burn events? Do you consider them a, a large party or just chaos? The burn events? Other burn events? Well, just ours in general. Flipside? Yeah. Uh, f- Flipside is an expression of – I mean it's the best way I can describe it is an, is an expression of art from the standpoint that everybody has a different opinion in what art is. All those different concepts can come out, sometimes in amazing ways, sometimes in what I would consider relatively stupid ways, but it's their art. So, you know, they're, they're, they're more than welcome to express it how they choose to express it. Flip side for me is, is, is an acceptance of chaos. It's an acceptance that during that week, you are, you are in a potential chance where any number of things can happen. And you're in a you're in a group of people that you want to believe would pull together and be able to deal with whatever, you know, plenty of volunteers, plenty of individuals who are really willing to want to help. But you accept the fact that there is a certain degree or that are just there for hardcore party. And I signed a waiver and I don't I don't want to be a medic. I don't want to be a ranger because I don't necessarily feel like I, I want to have to deal with the fact that there's at least 10% of these people are here just to see how far they can go. I fully respect the rangers and the, and the pets and all that they do, all that they're willing to do to deal with that, to allow the rest of us to have a great time. Because w- without them, we wouldn't. We would have to constantly be worried about that one, you know, you even in the steaming pot, you, you're gonna, you expect that at least one or two are probably going to overdo it at some point in time. And that's fine. We can deal with it. Because we're a pretty well put together group, and even when even when it's somebody who's been year after year, they made the mistake. You know, Jorge made the mistake that year of of uh, 104 degrees, and he's doing you know tequila something or others at a, at a at one of the camps. It was bacon vodka, bacon vodka, and he comes back to camp just lit at three o'clock in the afternoon and doesn't know what to do because he's. Uh, he's just kind of a little panicked and it's one of those, okay, well, we're going to sit him down. We're going to calm him. We're going to get him some water. We're going to, 
we're going to do the things that, you know, you could say send them to pets and shit, but pets is busy. You know, let them deal with the crazy, crazy. Well, this guy got a little out of hand. No problem. We got it. Hell, I can't, I can't even tell you how many times shadows diffused chaos just in neighboring camps where, you know, uh, when we used to camp next to cold camp or, oh God, don't even get me started with Chupacabra. I mean, nobody, nobody understands Chupacabra if you were not there to experience them, but that's, that in essence is part of what Flipside is. is if you aren't there to experience it, there's no way to potentially describe to you your experience. There, there is an expression of art that the Chupacabra were, and, and I, we respected that. At times it was rough because they se- we found out later that they really enjoyed being camped next to the steaming pot, which was good to find out because we could work out an arrangement that you know, if there's a three-hour feedback loop somewhere in their computer cycle, they could potentially turn it down if it's either during mealtime or during, you know, hey, guys, we're trying to actually sleep at four o'clock in the morning. Could we at least skip to the next one? You know, we're not trying to say this. We're not censoring your art, but at the same time, we all have to live together in a community. And there were times when it was hard being next to Chupacabra. You know, my early days, there was a lot of anger towards Chupacabra, but that was, I had to accept later, that was part of their art, was to to create that emotion in you. There were plenty of times we wanted to storm the gates. I can say that much without, without too much. Uh, but yeah, there were plenty of times that the larger among, amongst the steaming pot group, uh, especially when we were young and, and young adult men, just wanting to accept that they have their art and that some of the stuff they had was cool and some of it was obnoxious, but that's just them. It does not help when you leave your camp. And we can, we, I can say with all honesty, if you're going to have a theme camp that is designed to artistically draw out anger and agitation in people, you should never leave that camp. Because if anything else, you should suffer with your art. If you're going to make everyone else suffer, you should suffer. If you don't, then you should be, you should be ready for the potential chances that somebody may storm your defense system. So how'd you go from being invited by Shadow to becoming the steward of the steaming pot. Wasn't that hard to do. Um, I mean, my first year, that one of the main reasons why I wound up getting an invite is because I was so you. I had gone to these work weekends in the Pagan group and whatnot, and, and we were doing a lot of different types of chainsawing, and, and I could build, and we had we needed trailers, and, and getting in, involved even with Tiny. Uh, uh, Tiny usually brought the trailer out for the steaming pot, and this particular year, Tiny's truck was not going to work, for uh, flip side and they needed someone who could pull what they normally pulled for the steaming pot which was i think one of the domes they had a square pop-up kind of thing they had a few things that they had that they normally granted i say normally by that point it was that was like the third flip side so they'd done it twice before whoop-de-doo but but yeah they, they, i got to deliver that now i couldn't come until friday like i couldn't come on wednesday when it started but i had to deliver this trailer to the ground so that they could have it there whenever the steaming pot people did show up to, to set all that up. And then after that, I mean, once, once, once you experience flip side, I want to, I want to say it's going to, you're going to have one or the other of a reaction. You're going to be hooked or you're never going to want to come back again. And I'm not saying that's everybody, but it's the warning I would give to most people looking to come to flip side is that it's going to be an experience and it's, and it's either going to be something that you, wow, I want to see more. I want to experience more, or it's going to be, I don't know that I ever want to do that again. I mean, there's, there's some people whose first flip side was the year it rained every day. 
And I'm not kidding. It was every day. Even for the steaming pot, we set up in about six hours. It took us two days, and we never could finish setting up because half the time we were constantly putting our crap back underneath plastic or trying to – because that was back when we had you know, we had wall-to-wall carpets, and we had all the furniture, and, and not all the furniture was washable. You know, some of it was cloth, and so you had to keep it covered with – there was a – but it, it was an experience. You know, it, you're going to have an experience at Flipside, but I started carrying everything because I wanted to make – I wanted to help make Flipside more. Steaming pot especially, but but I got I got hooked that first year of like, wow, yeah, I want to be a part of this. Let's do it again next year. You know, and that's, that's the thing is you'll come out of a good – you know, you'll come out of that flip side addicted and just – I want to do it again next year and I want to do more. I want to do, I want to make, I want to make, you know, we, that's why the burning question popped up is I wanted to go ahead. Uh, Shadow had enough room for, or had enough poles for a second dome. And since we already had us and a few more friends that we wanted to bring, we wanted to make our own camp because Steaming Pot was, was too full. And so now Steaming Pot needed me to pull some of their stuff and I needed to bring the stuff for the burning question. So, cause I had my own parachute, you know, that cotton chute, that, that thing I've had, I had that since like high school. And I never had any use for it, but it was one of those buys that you have when you're young, like, ooh, a 20-foot cotton parachute. Yeah, that's awesome. And then it sits in your closet for you know, a decade or whatever. That, but yeah, we once that started, and then once we got, I mean, by within I think the next year or two, I'm back in the steaming pot and not with the burning question, and we are doing two domes. And you know, we, we're getting a little bit more space to be able to to make our theme camp bigger. And so we did two domes in a big long, and we did long whitey uh, back then long whitey was shorter, but we, we, uh, it was almost a, a dumbbell where you'd have the two domes to hang out in and then a big long serving area in the front. And, uh, it wasn't until later that we switched that up to the cock and balls where you have the, the long red carpet entry and then the two domes. But because of, of my interest in wanting to help make things more and because lo and behold, I have the truck, lo and behold, I have the trailer, Lo and behold, I have room on my property, or at the time I had an additional, I had a garage I could go store stuff in that was in Lakeway area. So it was kind of like halfway to Dripping Springs anyway. And so I could keep all this extra stuff. And since I was willing to bring it, now suddenly the steaming pot doesn't just exist off of, you know, an RV or a a single 15 by 15 pop-up. They're now two domes and long whitey and, and, you know, all the extra things, the, 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 even with us creating the shower facilities and us creating, you know, all that stuff got added to the trailer. And, you know, for most people, how do you store flip side? You know, where are you going to put it? If you live in an apartment, you know, you might have a storage area, but do you have a storage area for those 55 foot poles? And, you know, not let alone, they're not 55. I mean, sorry, they're, well, I don't need to get into logistics, but whatever length those damn dome poles are, and there's 55 of them, they're 10 feet and 12 feet poles, and I believe there's 55 of them. There's 55 of those poles. And then you get into, you know, when we had the carpets, when we, and then we have the couches, we have the coffee tables, and you got the serving table. I mean, you've got the, the kitchen. As much as most people may not think that much of it, you know, Shadow has to have her kitchen. She has to have the shelves. She has to have the cups. She has to have the coffee, the sugar, the creamer. What people see is only half of what even is there because there's – there's totes full of coffee that are still in the de- in her RV, you know, that she cycles through as we use coffee. I mean, it's I think she's generally we go through at least 300 gallons of coffee. And that's that's not you're not going to do that in just a little camp stove. You know, she's got to have 
four burners just for coffee so that she can have at least two burners just to make sure she can cook us food. Because she knows full well how do you keep a crew wanting to make sure your thing works. Well, you get them all back at the right time. How do you get them back? You have food ready for them and it's time to eat. <laughs> we still have you know, burning questions still will come by from time to time to see what we're eating. You know, we still have other people that... That may have been a, uh, they may have come in with us at one point, but decided to be a part of a different theme camp. Travis and Sandy, you know, they went and made their secret giraffe party, but it's not going to keep them from wanting to eat dinner with the steaming pot. Shadow is an addictive. And, and I mean, I remember, like I told you, plenty of years when Cold Camp would come over and, and Cold Camp would, would have not thought of any food. And, and that's when we had to start making the rule that, okay, if you're a member of the steaming pot, you get to eat first. And then whatever we don't eat, then it's kind of starts becoming open to other individuals and other friends that we have. But uh, Shadow always makes enough. It's not like we ever, I don't know that we've ever eaten everything that she puts out there. She, she is like one who could cook them for the masses. You know, she just, she's any recipe she has, it feeds a hundred. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feed 20. Uh, but yeah, it really just, because I got addicted, because that first flip side, because by that third flip side, I'm, I'm that person that's constantly, while I'm at flip side and I've finished set up and we've, we're functioning, we're serving coffee, we've got places to hang out. We're, I'm that guy that's sitting there trying to help come up with ways that we can make this camp function a little better. You know, we're, we're hell, we, there were years we tried to figure out how to turn a, a box fan into a ceiling fan. <laughs> there were years I wanted to bring a ceiling fan and try to mount it in the dome. And I, you know me, I got a barn full of them. I could totally do that. But at the same time, I had to, as we started, it was one of those like, okay, where, where do we need to have an understandable line that we're camping in the woods or oh, camping? It's not exactly a, for most people, when you tell them you're camping, they have no idea that that, when you tell them you have generators and, and showers and this, that, and the other, they really don't, don't understand camping at that point. What I try and describe it as is you know, luxurious camping. I mean, yeah, there's tents involved. Well, at least we're so, especially for our camp, we are we are a self-sufficient camp. We're self-contained as far as what we need. We're, we don't expect to go use shower systems because we've created one that can serve not only our camp, but our sister camps. Those camps that have wound up splitting off from us because, again, Steaming Pot can only be so big. We only can get, we only get so much space. We need a certain number to be able to make it happen, but at the same time, people get addicted and want to do their own thing. They don't, you know, steaming pot can be fun, but we're not going to suddenly turn into the steaming pot disco camp, you know. And if you're kind of really enjoying a, the disco idea and want to have a big music camp, well, by all means, you're welcome to do that. And we don't mind even if you want to go do it and be next to us. We'll totally enjoy it. We just don't need it in our camp. Again, I had to start drawing lines on. What do we, you know, when you go enough years, you have to start at least recognizing what is your camp? Are you, uh, are you, what is your theme? And and are you going to stick with that theme? Are you going to start becoming something different or something more? And our camp loves serving coffee. We we love that it, it brightens the community. It seems to bring a sense of cohesion amongst all different individuals. Everyone seems to, even if you don't drink coffee, they love coming, hanging out at the coffee lounge and and watching the, watching Flipside walk past in a parade fashion. I mean, it, it, years at Rec Plantation, uh, one of the best things about the coffee lounge is that you were sitting right next, you were sitting right next to the big circle that would be the effigy. You know, you were right in the main lower area. And so you could come hang out in the lounge and sit there and see the effigy and see people going around and even see the guys working on it. Down the rabbit hole year when they did a, when they built a card castle. I mean that, to sit there and watch that get built over, you know, three days, 
it was sad to watch them have to tear it apart because we couldn't burn that year, but we had to tear it. They tore, tore it apart and burned it in big hearths that was really cool. But at the same time, to watch them put that together, to watch to watch Glitter Monkey Rodeo, to, to watch a six-armed monkey with statues and get erected before you, I mean, there was nothing better than to hang out in the coffee lounge and, and be able to you know, you get your coffee, you could hang out. We might have drum jams. You know, there was there was that energy. There was that energy drawing everybody around, and, and we we all enjoy still bringing that. Even at Flat Creek, when we were off the plateau, we still drew the crowd. We we still people still wanted to find out where the coffee lounge was, where's the coffee place, and we still never had a problem serving coffee. Uh, we never had. I've told plenty of, I know I've told you, but I've told plenty of individuals. We like to be that, that light, even when the storm comes, we're, you know, we, we prepare for that uh, advice for flip side people is expect there to be a rainstorm at some point in time. It may be a nice light shower, but it could be anything. Uh, what this last year, they just, everyone started screaming and panicking tornadoes were coming. And, and you know, that's not the first year that's happened. It's the first time it's actually happened at a point where we're pretty much packed up and looking to leave anyway. Generally, that crap would come at you Friday. And you just spent two days setting all this stuff up and you're in full operation. You're not packing all this stuff. You're not going to go get your car and trailer and try to tear all this down and try to load it all up and leave. You know, if anything else, you're going to leave. You know, if it's really that bad. But honestly, in our opinion, it was always if it's really that bad, where are you going to go? You're going to go sit on the highway in your car? At that point in time, just go sit in your car. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, better yet, make sure your shit is, is secured. Make sure we use those T-post stakes, you know, 16, 18-inch long T-post stakes. Because we know full well we're building 20-foot domes. We're building parachutes. We're building things that are designed to capture wind. So so we know that when someone, oh, you should be ready that, you know, the, the winds are coming in or a storm's coming in. It's like, okay, well, we'll go around and make sure our – our stakes are in like they're supposed to be, like they should have been when we first set up. We'll make sure our ropes are tight. We'll tuck our stuff away that's loose that we might not want to get, or we'll hang a wall or two in area, like in the kitchen, kind of keep stuff dry in there. But we'll even bust out the Coleman lantern and be ready for when Shadow tells us we got to turn the power off. And no more, uh, no more Christmas lights. And I can tell you right now, you're you you, know, you think, oh no, I can walk around in the dark at flip side. Like no. Minute a generator cuts off, you suddenly realize how you didn't plan. You don't have a flashlight. You don't have a lighter. You don't have a phone. You're half drunk or half high or whatever, and you can't see anything. You're going to be lucky if you don't stumble in the porta can on the way there. Especially at Flat Creek. Flat Creek, it was, you know, you go wandering off in the dark, there's a chance you're falling off a cliff. You know, you better make sure you can stick to some kind of a path. And, and there were times when, you know, you didn't have the. The Coleman Lantern. And, and, and again, being a part of the steaming pot, you get to sit. We always had the, the burners going. You know, e- even if we had turned the generators off, we still had warm coffee. You know, when that storm came through and, and it would pass by and, and we'd see people wandering past, carrying their their sodden, wet blankets and, and, and bedding and not knowing where to go and just totally lost. We would invite them to, hey, why don't you come sit down for a minute? You, would you like to warm up with some some coffee or maybe you just want to stand near the burners and, and get warm while while you dry up. Now, you know, we can't let you hang all your clothes all over the place, but at the same time, we can help you realize it's not the world didn't end. It's okay, you know, it, it's but not everybody plans for rain when it's when they're camping and and you should you should generally plan for rain at Flipside. Bring an extra tarp because if anything else, we have used extra tarps just to cover tents because it was hot. 
I personally don't like to trust tents in a rainstorm. I'd rather trust a tent with a tarp over it. My best, the year it rained every day. We made the mistake. I brought a backup tent. We always like to bring a backup tent, right? Have a backup plan at Flipside. In fact, our steaming pot rule is have two, at least two backup plans. And be prepared to come up with anything if the first thing doesn't happen, the second thing doesn't happen. And, you know, if you're on plan D, you need to be ready to just go with it. But we brought, I thought we brought the right tent, but it turns out we brought a, a child's tent. So we, it was it was what we like to use as a storage where I put a lot of my tools in there. We'd put a lot of our other stuff so that we didn't have to fit it in a because tent space was limited, man. You had so much. And back then we brought a tent that was the size of a queen size air mattress. And that's about it. And so you had to have somewhere else to put your tote full of clothes or your drums or your, you know, all the other stuff that you might want to play with. Turns out that year we forgot the, the main tent and all we had was that tent. And that was the year it rained every day. Well, it turned out because we had such a small tent, we got this small little patch in the steaming pot area. Uh, And it was kind of a little bit of a grass patch, which was very rare at Flat Creek. It was mostly just rock and cedar. And we made the most of it because we just took a tarp. We took T-posts and we made a porch on the tent and then just took the tarp, covered the tent with the tarp, and then went all the way to the T-posts. So you kind of had this extra porch threw a carpet down, you know, you'd have your totes underneath there for your clothes and stuff. And I'd just sleep, you know, body in the tent and legs sticking out the tent on the carpet. And But it turned out it rained every day. And of all the tents in our camp out and all the tents in our campground, we were the only ones that stayed dry. Because luck, as luck would have it, that little spot of, of land that we were able to fit on happened to be the one high spot. So when they went and, and filled in by the showers at Flat Creek and they put all the pea gravel in to take away the big ditch on that side of the road that people couldn't get through to get to the showers all that water had to go somewhere and it came flowing through our camp and i I got to watch as it flowed through devon and peggy's and chuck and donna's and they they had two inches of water flowing through their tents and it came to ours and just split and went on either side of it and it was one of those like you know flip sides what you make of it You, you can you can totally be pissed off that it rained every single day or you can just enjoy the fact that you are at flip side and this is the experience Flipside is going to give you this time. And for those of us who've been to enough Flipsides, uh, a little rain is kind of nice. One, it means you're going to get to burn. Two, it means it's probably not 105 to 109 degrees when all you can do is is sit and try not to move too much in the daytime and, and exist. Now, you know, other Flipside people would probably go find some of them big igloo domes that people have started building with the air conditioners. And I'm always a little too... I don't know if I want to just go climb into somebody else's, you know, blacked out dome. And again, I, flip side is chaos for me. It, it's I don't actively seek that type of uh, that big of a crowd, that expressive of a crowd. And and I'm I'm trying to come out of my shells a, a little bit in in my experience, even with steaming pot. That is me trying to be more open to the diversity that exists. I told you I'll put people to sleep, man. That's okay. Well, how do you feel about, you know, the evolution of the Temple of the Steaming Pot? I know when I've been going that, you know, it went from small shower facilities and two domes to larger shower facilities and then down to one dome and then back up this last year to two domes and a really kick-ass shower. How do you, how do you feel about the evolution of it? Well, that 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 is a that is a fact that the Steaming Pot is always ready to deal with whatever they get. We've had to. I mean, there have been years, like I've said, that that we, I mean, there have been years even at this new uh, Patch Pass or whatever they're calling this this property now, 
there was at least that that year where we were we were sharing tent stakes. We were trying to put as many people in the tent as we could, and we were completely and totally engulfing our own theme camp just to have the lounges and the and the entries and to have the, the community space that we want to have. And then the year that you know we had to downsize because we we got an even smaller piece of property, so we had to take out a dome because otherwise it. It was going to obstruct our neighboring camp. It was going to be too much into a burning question section of camp. And the only problem becomes is we can't handle the flow anymore at that point. We can't. It's mostly hearsay because most of the time I'm never up for the morning shift. But I know for a fact that in the morning shift, there is a rush for coffee. I can only imagine, you know, if you when we only have one dome up, it fills up quickly. And then before you know it, people can come get their coffee, but they can't come hang out or they feel like they can't just come hang out because there's, there's no more space to sit or there's no more chairs to sit or, you know, they don't feel welcome and we don't want them to not feel welcome. But at the same time, I get it. You know, when you got 20 people in a crowd around an area, I'm not an individual that just goes diving into that crowd. I'm, I'm going to be that individual that might hang out on the edge and see if, if there's anything that's fun going on, or I might be that person that says, nah, that's, that's. Too many people in that area. I'm going to go find something else that's kind of cool going on. But but the steaming pot has has always been has always been able to adapt, uh, and that's part of what I think makes us uh, uh, a lasting theme camp is that we can we can adjust, we can adapt, we can we can grow with what what's asked of us, and we can grow with what's not. Uh, you know, recently we we stopped having wall to wall carpet. You know, I loved it. I loved the concept that you could come out and we had carpets in all the domes. And and but at the same time, it was the realization that you know during this period, not everybody wants to have to deal with cleaning the carpets and rolling the carpets or drying the carpets after a rainstorm because it there were plenty of after flip side uh, uh, mud fests that would have happened that those carpets got pretty rank and we'd have to take them and we'd have to wash them and we'd have to squeeze them. And I think steaming pot fluctuates based off what is what we are wanting to put into it and what, what flip side is looking to get out of it. We adapt to the scenario. What is this flip side going to be? For all we know, you know, when we're putting a dome up, we don't, we know the structures are tested. We know they've been there time and time again. It doesn't mean that something couldn't happen. It doesn't mean that a, the tip of a pole couldn't break or that suddenly we don't have enough. We forgot two bundles of poles. Now, you know, I know how could we ever do that, but let's just say if we had forgotten two bundles, steaming pot would be able to adapt to whatever it was that they had the ability to do. If we were down, I think there's, there's been one where the whole set of burners didn't work and we had to make coffee off of a camp stove or, or at least we had enough to be able to make coffee off of on the main stove we had to cook all the food on a on a one pounder Coleman camping stove. You know, we don't like to go through that. And and you have been blessed with seeing a lot. We have we have adapted and evolved because of all those encounters. So that we try to make sure we are as prepared as we can be. But we recognize that you can never be fully prepared for what to expect at Flipside. You know, we bring out more than three hundred gallons of water. But at the same time, you know, we bring out water for our own shower. We bring out water for coffee. And, and if we and if we start to run short, Shadow has never had a problem with mentioning to the community that we're running a bit low. Uh, I think there was a year that we were running out of propane. And she mentioned to the community, because plenty of people come in and ask, is there anything they can do for us, anything way they can help? And, and a lot of times she'll just mention at those points to the community that, hey, we're we're running, we are actually running really low on propane and, and we could use somebody to help us out. Otherwise, we may not be able to, to keep making coffee. Next thing you know, three pro- propane tanks will show up. Uh, the year we were cooking off camp stoves, 
Not only did somebody show up with a case of one-pounder propane tanks, because you can't run a 20-pound propane tank on a camp stove without the adapter, somebody showed up with a case of them to help us keep making coffee for the community. And they said, by all means, I don't need mine, and I don't, I don't need it that much anymore because you guys are making my coffee, and that's what I brought it for. And, and so the community has always come out. They've always been... They've always been responsive whenever whenever we found ourselves potentially needing help keeping it going. Uh, the community it seems to have always been able to help. It's just been, again, I'm one of those people that wants to try to have a backup that I don't want to have to do without. I don't want to have to feel like, okay, if one burner goes down, we're, we're, we're SOL. Or I don't want to feel like if one generator goes down. I mean, hell, come on, we're bringing... I got two generators now, you know, I got, I'm bringing a generator and a backup generator. There were years that I still brought a generator and a backup generator, but let me just tell you, the backup generator was a one plug, two cycle, you know, two, you know, it was not a big generator. It was going to be to run, you know, a strip of Christmas lights so that the, you could still get caught, co- you know, the coffee, we can make coffee, no power needed, but none of us want to exist without fans. Now, everybody wants to at least have one fan at flip side. Like I said, we've, we've grown over the years. We have had plenty of years where we've had to make do. And because of that, because we can be inventive in those moments, we've shown that, that the steaming pot is adaptable. That I would never say we've grown because we fluctuate. We, we, there, were, there have been years we've had, hell, there were years when there were eight people. There were years when there were 38 people. We've had year, hell, we had the, the year with the lottery when half, more than half of us didn't even get tickets. And we're suddenly trying to figure out how we're going to be able to run for 2,500 people, make coffee for 2,500 people with seven people with tickets to Flipside. Takes eight to build a dome. You know, we can do it with five. How do I know? We done it. It's not easy, but it takes eight to put a dome up. And and again, we have always been able to depend on at least somebody in our neighboring community in those moments being willing to come just lend us a hand for a few minutes. People have asked plenty of time, you know, why don't you change your your structures or, you know, maybe we should do something different with the domes. And it's like, you know what? Those domes have been through however many flip sides now. They've been through a storm and every, almost every single one of them. The fact that they're loose, the fact that they're the fact that they're conduits and the parts are you can have a very important bag of replacement parts that you'd be so surprised. That's that's one of the biggest things. You can build a great big beautiful dome out of really big expensive pieces, but if you don't have any spare parts for when one of them goes, you don't have a big dome. I mean, you can build it, but yeah, I don't want to put 20 people underneath it and have the thing collapse on them. That crap happens at Flipside. I mean, that, that's that's one of the things you get to have at, at the steaming pot is you get to you get to experience some of those stories without actually having to experience those stories. <laughs> you know, when when you got rangers hanging out in your in your theme camp pretty regularly, when you've got pets and and whatnot coming through, you get to hear some of the stories that are, that have happened, some of the encounters that you didn't necessarily, sorry, me personally would not have wanted necessarily had to be born witness to that personally. I don't know that I would have wanted to see the person that might have come off the seesaw, yeah. right? I, I, I'm glad to know that, that I, I'm not now wanting to know what it's like to get on it. I thought it looked kind of cool, but understandably dangerous. We all signed a waiver, so understandably dangerous should be a, an acceptable. But it's good to know that I didn't just go decide to jump on it. And... Understandably dangerous. That's brilliant. I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna put that in for a theme for next year. Understandably. <laughs> that would be good. I'll bet you that could win. Understandably dangerous. 
So you made your own art card this year. Woohoo! The buzz made a made a debut. And so, what are your opinions on you know making your own art card? I, I enjoy it because it allows me. As I said, the steaming pot is not growing. I would never say the steaming pot is growing bigger or we're looking to do bigger and better things. I think we're really happy with two domes, an entrance, a kitchen. I think we're really happy with our setup because we can we can do it so well and it can function so well, which means that there's not I'm – I'm no longer trying to add a ceiling fan to the dome, right? I'm no longer trying to – to create chandeliers or disco balls, or I, I'm not trying to turn it into anything that it's not. We've created it. We, we've made it into what we wanted, which was beautiful, comfortable coffee lounges. But that also kind of creates that void of creativity that's missing, you know, and that's, that's a big part of Flipside. You know, once you set up, once function is up and running, it's time to decorate, right? It's time to do the fun stuff. It's time to make this, you know, you got three more days to before you got to tear everything down. So, you know, you might as well keep adding little bits here and there. But the, the art car allowed for us to be, to express ourselves again, to to even express ourselves in an art form that, that for us, it related to us because we have bees on our property and, and we very much feel strongly that, that bees are an integral part of, of society, that, that they, without bees, we wouldn't have food. And so to try to represent that in an artistic way at Flipside, as well as to give some of us who are becoming more and more mobily impaired, the ability to uh, get around at Flipside, because that can really, if, if you're on a cane or if you, even if you just hurt your knee, you're, if you're mobility impaired, you can, you can miss some things at Flipside and, and not be able to go even see the effigy very easy if it's a, you know, a long walk. And by building the buzz, uh, we were able to not only create a way for the mobility impaired of our group to be able to get around better. We were also able to interact with our community even more. We were able to, it helps pull me out of my, of just hanging out in camp. It helps make me a little bit more inclined to want to go around and show off the buzz as well as go around and see what other people have done. Because the, the, there are, there's always some impressive things that people have thought to put together year after year. I mean, a representation of being able to try to explain or express an experience at Flipside to somebody who's never been, trying to tell you about Architect and about telling you that they're dancing with Tesla coils. There's a guy in a cage or a chainmail suit and, and to try to describe that to anybody, they can be, okay, yeah, they think they understand, but until you're there and you see it and you feel it, it's just different. You can't, and that's part of what I love about the art that's at Flipside is that it's, you can't just go back to the world and try to describe what you saw because they're not going to understand. It's going to, it'll almost sound like gibberish to them. But if you had been there and seen it, hell, you'd walk behind somebody five minutes after somebody, somebody's walking in front of you at Flipside, walk five minutes after you, and you were going to have a completely different experience than the person who's walking five minutes in front of you. You know, something that might happen to them might not happen to you. Something that happens to you might not have happened when they walked by it. But when you walked by it, completely different thing happened. You know, completely different, wonderful or terrible or whatever thing happened. That has always been that that undescribable art that, that you have to experience flip side to even begin to understand the expressive nature of flip side. The buzz has allowed for for me to at least get out. And even be a little more expressive artistically and not just in making the steaming pot function. A lot of my art, a lot of what my art was at Flipside was the fact that the steaming pot functioned, 
regardless, 24-5, steaming pot will be open, serving coffee from setup to teardown. That was my job was to make sure that that, that that stuff could happen. Not to make sure it was pretty, not to make the coffee, not to make sure this was organized, but to make sure that thing the structures happened, the the burners happened, the generator happened, that, that, and those things continue to, to run and happen and work. That was my art. And that still is part of my art is helping to make sure that the steaming pot can run. But we've got a great crew now. And that has, has built up over the years of just people that it gets easier every time when, when you get to have your old group groups back, when you get to have your, your key members who just remember how this setup works. Granted, you know, every time you move to a new camp out, you might have to change a few things, but you can at least, they know how to build a dome. They know how to, which has allowed me to be focus more of my attention on getting the generator in a good working way or getting the, 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 the grid run and getting the, the things that function. Hell, it's allowed me to build the buzz. The fact that we've got a group that can help and get other stuff going, I can spend a little bit of time on an art car and be able to get that up and going and really be something that is worthy of driving around a flip side. I, I don't want a cart just because I'm lazy. I want it to be expressive. I want it to be one of those things that drives past a flip side and people go, hey, look at that. That's cool. Look, its lights are blinking or look, it's you know, it's got wings on it or, you know, I'm not going to shoot flames because that's it's cool. I just personally not my cup of tea. I, I'm again, I've had to express to many people I can be described as boring because for us, flip side is chaos. It, it is expressive chaos. It is a we are allowing ourselves for five days to be around potential chaos at any point. Some people that might understand that we're out camping or that we're out existing off of the our own means and some people who don't understand what that means to exist off your own means it means we brought enough water it means we brought enough gas for our generators it means we we generally prepared for what for five days of of existence out here without having to run to the store that's apparently a challenge for some people to do and some theme camps learn early on that it's not that easy to put that together but that's why you get a selected crew. That's why Steaming Pot functions so well is that we have trained and worked with these certain individuals who really get, who really want to be a part of it. They get excited too. And they know that if the quicker we set up, the quicker we're going, the quicker you can go have fun, you know, because we like to go have fun and, and hell, Jorge, you can't hold Jorge down. He's got 28 theme camps. He's got to go visit and he doesn't want to be stuck in camp all the time, but he knows the importance of getting our camp together because that's what we want to contribute to Flipside. That is our contribution to be a, a service theme kit, to be something that can that can be interactive with Flipside so that people aren't walking by our camp and wondering, what's going on in there? I wonder if I should just go in and check it out. It, it's, it's obvious that you should totally come in and check it out. We, we, we welcome you guys. You know, that's not... That's the, that's what we think a theme camp should be, is something that is a welcome service to... to you don't wonder whether or not you should go and is that a private camp or are they having their own party? You know, you're welcome to come on in and check us out. You're welcome to come see what's going on or, but yeah, I, I, I enjoyed the expression of the buzz that, that building the art car was, I didn't expect to, to enjoy until we really started to create it. And then, I mean, once the butt flaps that, that sold me having the butt flaps on the back where you could get into the back seat, but you had to go through, you had to spread the butt cheeks and, and it created that whole, undescribable art for flip side. The fact that you, you can't, you couldn't have possibly explained to anybody 
that you rode around on a giant bumblebee and you had to get in the butt. You know, how would you even try to explain that in the normal world unless you were there and saw it? You were like, oh, oh, yeah, that's fine. That's neat. That's cool. And, and it makes me want to do more with it. It makes me want to make it makes me want to make that art car even more. For many people, their theme camp. Generally, what will happen is every flip side, you'll be thinking how next flip side will be better. Because, you know, you're, you're like, okay, well, I didn't have enough lights to make it to light up this thing like I wanted to, or I wish I had more L wire, or I wish I had, you know, or you see something there, like you see speakers that, that, that are pumping through propane tanks, or they're pumping through propane tubes that are making fire dance. You know, you, you see those kind of concepts come out of a theme camp, and you know that that person who's doing that, as awesome as that is, is probably thinking to themselves, next year, I'm going to make it even better. You know, they're, they're going to do something extra that's going to make that awesomeness even more awesome. And, and, and those are the theme camps that really start to contribute that, that you can't just pull that. It's not just a, OK, yeah, I've got a great theme. Everyone should come hang out in my camp and we'll we'll hang out. It's like, no, why will we hang out? What what you know, that's part of what what the expressiveness of, of you know, why am I coming to your camp? Because you're having games or you're having you know, activities, you have interaction, you have things that you're doing, you know, for some people they have bars or they have disco music or you have, you have things that are, are entertaining and are part of the group and the engaging and not just, oh, you can just come over here and sit quietly. Granted, if that's the theme camp you want to have, there probably should be some quiet spaces at Flipside. I just may not go sit in them. The best part about talking about Flips, of having gone so much, is that you have so many experiences and you realize when you're talking to people who've never been, they think that stuff happens every time, you know, and that's the fun part is that you realize you have so many experiences to talk from that these that the other individuals who've never experienced it will not necessarily understand that, you know, one year it was, I said this experience and another year I had this experience and another year I had, all of them were great. But in the fact that we talk about them all together, it sounds like that crap happened. At, you know, last flip side. Like, honestly, my one of my favorite things is seeing architect develop, uh, seeing that that remembering the first year uh, they wanted to run, they wanted to put up, he wa- he wanted to put up a Tesla coil, and he wanted to create lightning, and and in my mind, it just it blew my mind that somebody wanted to do this in the middle of the you know in the middle of a camp out. We're all functioning off generators here. I understood expressive art, but the fact that this guy wanted to make lightning. And I was like, that sounds awesome. And he had a, I don't know, 10, 12 foot Tesla coil. And he was going to shoot a lightning bolt on it. And all of us, everybody had to turn off their generators. Everybody had to turn off all the power in the area because we didn't want, you know, any shorts. We didn't want that because this, we were tight knit at, at, at Rec Plantation. So Pretty much everything went dark. Uh, that time I was, t- you know, that thing I was telling you about where you think you're doing just fine without a flashlight, without a, yeah, you suddenly realize when everybody turns their crap off and it gets real quiet and it's pitch black and we're all waiting for this Tesla coil because it had to charge up and this, that, and the other. And then you see the lightning and you just hear the cheer of everybody in the group. Just, yay, he made lightning. And then he comes back out and he's like, he wants to do it one more time. Which, of course, you know, for everybody's like, okay, yeah, but unfortunately, you know, we're all sitting in the dark. There's no generators, there's no lights, there's no, so we're all kind of stuck where we are. But this time he wants to do it and he wants to go out there and he wants to get the lightning to go through him. Now, you know, 
our mindset was he signed a waiver, so you know it, it's not our fault if this guy wants to kill himself in front of us. It might look really cool though. Uh, and sure enough, you know, he got the charge up and he went out there in his chain mail and he got him to, to shoot an arc through him. And then, and again, cheers erupted from the crowd. And that was awesome. Again, five days. This is one night that he did this. And it probably took a total of 30, 45 minutes, you know, because it had to charge up and this, that, and the other. And that's it. Th that was that one experience at that flip side. Now, there was other things going on. There was cool techno domes. There was great music. I uh, had a few other experiences with uh, uh, psychedelics or mushrooms and, and wound up finding myself in the parking lot having a surreal experience watching a guy on a bicycle with a couch on the front of it. And this skinny little dude pumping this bike with a big dude lounging in the couch and little little tiki torch you know flames hanging down. and I mean, it was a Mad Max-looking thing driving through the parking lot where I had gone to because I was it was too intense, right? Uh, uh, Trying to do a psychedelic and be a flip side was a little too intense. And so I went to the parking lot to just calm down. And the next thing you know, while I'm sitting there trying to calm down, this little dude on the bike goes by and totally looks Mad Max or post-apocalypse type scenario. And it was like, did that really just happen? Okay, I think I should probably head back now. I, I'm a little too far on the edge. But seeing, uh, anyway, back to Architect, seeing them go from that to robotic drum sets he's making music with two tesla coils he's built a cage for one person to get in oh no no no, not good enough next year we're gonna have a cage big enough for six people to get in you know it, it's and it's that that is so much fun to see in other theme camps where you 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 can kind of see them when they blossom a little bit and they have a good concept but that you don't know what they're going to do with it and they but you know that if they really really want to stick with it they'll do something better next year and then the next year they have something more and the next year they have something more. And, and it's, it's those scene camps that have developed that have, that, and they get that passion in them to want to do more next time, to want to, to make their camp even better. It, it has always led to really awesome experiences at Flipside. But again, it, 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 there's so many, man, that, I mean, that's five days of nothing but, but opening yourself up to the experiences that come. There was a, I had a closed circle with my own theme camp in the middle of a rainstorm that supposedly had hail and tornadoes coming our way. And we did it in a, in a magic way, in a, more of a pagan way, to, to try to affect the weather to at least bless us with less of its wrath. And, and I, would never, I, I never thought before that I would have believed so much in the group that I was with, except in that moment, that, that it really kind of brought together our little home community of, of the steaming pot. And I think it's part of the reason why the, the people in the steaming pot get that in, inclination that if, if the weather shifts and you notice a little, you notice a little something different in the weather, most of the steaming pot will find themselves back in camp relatively quickly, at least just to check in and make sure that, did you guys feel that? Did you, is everything okay? Should Let's go ahead and close up the flaps on the tent. You know, let's go ahead and make sure that our, our, our loose stuff is, you know, that stuff we were playing with during the day or all those strings we had. Let's go ahead and put that away just in case, just in case, you know, and it's that little intuition that, that really brought about the, the family. But the but God, to experience Flipside, to give you a, there's so many, God. And there were ones that were, like I said, there were ones in the beginning when I was, was willing to go balls to the walls and try anything and, and just experience. And there's ones when it's like, you know what? Flipside is totally awesome sober. 
You know, you don't always need to be doing drugs or get completely shit face wasted or there's plenty of things that, that are worth seeing sober so that you can believe yourself later when you, t when you realize that you did see that, that that was not a hallucination. That was not a manifestation of your brain or a dream that you had while you were taking something or, you know, uh, or even worse, I, mean, I don't drink, but I can only imagine if I, if I got shit face drunk and totally forgot the whole night before, like I wouldn't want to because flip side is different every minute. It, it's that type of experience that it, some of the stories you get even from other people and, and to see it on their face when they're telling you, I mean, I'm sure you're, you're doing these interviews. I'm sure you've had a few where you get that person thinking back to, Oh, all the time or one at one time or that one great thing. And even just trying to talk to people about it, you just start telling them about, Oh, this one time I did this at flip side and, and Oh, this one time I was walking along and this happened or, Oh yeah, there was this. And it's not, it's not that that happens every time. And it's not that it happens every minute. You know, that thing may have happened in that five minutes while I happened to be walking by that theme camp. And it was awesome. And the guy walking five minutes behind me didn't have that experience because he didn't see it at that moment or that, you know, he didn't see that art car coming right down the street, you know, careening out of control who turned left, you know, at the last minute. He was five minutes behind me. He never saw that one. You know, he never saw the party that was going on or the, the, the flames that were shooting out the top of the, sh the ship, the party ship, the dudes driving down the street with flames shooting out the top of uh, Flat Creek. We used to call the top of the plateau at Flat Creek was uh, chaos. You were going to the plateau of chaos because it was the techno domes. It was you had all the art cars up there shooting flames. You had the, the pyramids shooting flames. I mean, you just had everything going on. And I mean, that was the, it was kind of fun because you'd come down those stairs and everything would be kind of calm and you kind of like, did I really just come? I could have sworn everything was going crazy two seconds ago and now everything seems kind of calm. And sure enough, you go back up them stairs and it's still up there and there's still flames shooting off and there's still, you'd walk from one dome to the next and somewhere in between you would hear where the, the sound waves were just perfectly canceling each other out, right? You you could hear this music, you know, over here, but then when you got on this side of that line, you couldn't hear them anymore and you could only hear them. And some of those were awesome experiences. Uh, even some of my Chupacabra experiences now <laughs> are, are wonderful histories and, and ways to express and share stories with other people. Uh, the experiences may have been a little rougher than that, but when you start thinking back on the flip sides, when you start thinking back on some of those really awesome moments, it really makes it worth it every year as much as, you know, years when you're during the day, you're doing nothing but trying to stay cool. You, you, you may be dunking sarongs and coolers and laying in chairs, just trying to, to keep from overheating. Uh, uh, sometimes you're sitting in ankle deep water and just hoping that that's enough to keep you cool. But some other time during that five days, awesome things happened that made that. I mean, my wife and I went on our honeymoon to flip side. That was granted. It was because we had no time after we got hand fasted. Flipside was like the very next week, and so and for the steaming pot crew, that means you know you're going to be out there. So you, we've got to have the trailers already got to be loaded. We've got to have all our stuff already packed, and so we made Flipside our honeymoon. Not many people go sit out at a 105 degree campout and serve coffee to 2,000 people for their honeymoon. But Flipside is awesome because of all the other times in between. You know, it can balance out. I mean, you've experienced it yourself. There's moments when you just don't feel 
you're kind of questioning like, what the fuck am I doing out here, man? This right now sucks. And then you'll have that experience that evening. And it's like, man, fuck what I said earlier, man. This place is awesome. I love it. Yay. Boots and pants and boots and pants and boots and pants. Yeah, let's dance. So this is a self-serving question. Uh, why did you invite me? Because it's it, it's I want to include other people. You you're a friend, so and you had become a friend. But at the same time, we've we've tried to introduce people that are we think are cool, and we think might actually understand the concept of flip side. Um, you know, because there's people out there that just don't don't understand that it's expression that it's that it's like I said, unexplainable expression of art. So when we come across people who seem to kind of get that concept in their own life, we, we generally tend to want to, have you ever been to Flipside? You know, have you ever, and they're like, well, and most people are like, oh, what is it? And he's like, well, the best way to give you a general idea is that it's, <clears throat> it's like a miniature version of the burn. Granted, you know, at this point in time, Flipside has become really its own thing. The concept is very similar to what they do at, at Burning Man, but I can't say that it's the same anymore. It's Flipside is Flipside. Uh, and maybe that's just coming from me because I, uh, I've never been to the burn and I don't know if I have a big desire to drive out in the middle of the desert, you know, just because that's, that sounds like inviting a lot more chaos. And I like to have my stuff with me as I've pointed out, that's how I became so engrossed in the steaming pot was I kept bringing more and more stuff that I wanted to have. But the, the, I'm sorry, what was the question again? Why'd I bring you? Oh, that's right. We're talking about you. Yeah, I mean, that's why I said it was so Yeah, yeah, it's hard, man. I like to talk about me. But, um, uh, because you, we we had hopeful that you seemed interested. You seemed, like, potentially excited. I hoped that it was a place that you could find an expression. Uh, you, you you had art in you. You had, a, you had an expressive – you had a desire to express yourself artistically. You know, we saw it in your guitars. We saw it in some of the stuff. And, and then, of course, you know, once – we told you for at least better part of a year, trying to tell you or prepare you for uh, what to potentially hope for at Flipside. But at the same time, it's up to you once you got there. And we've had people we brought in the past and they just didn't work out. It turns out either Flipside wasn't their thing or it turns out they didn't know how to self-regulate and they wind up overdoing it too many, too often. And in Steaming Pot, it, you become a hindrance. And to become a hindrance in the Steaming Pot is you're keeping us from doing what we want to do because we want to provide the community, but we also want to go have fun ourselves. And if we're having to sit back and babysit you because you keep getting too drunk too early or you keep getting out of hand every night, we don't want to be responsible for you. As far as we're concerned, you're welcome to enjoy Flipside. We just don't need you in our camp. You can go to general camping. You can go to some other camp where you have friends. For you, you seem like an individual that really might enjoy it. But we're always skeptical. We never know what to expect until until that moment. It's kind of like taking a kid on a roller coaster ride, right? That kid is petrified the moment. And I know you were kind of scared with all the warnings we had given you at Flipside. But once you come through it, you might have been sick at one point. You might have thought you were going to throw up. You might have hated it. At the end of it, when we're still when we're tearing down, you start talking about next year, and that's usually when we know. I think we got this one. I think this person, I think the bug's gotten in them. They want to come back next year. Why? Because they want to make next year that much better. Now, next year, I'm going to bring this. Next year, I'm going to have, what was it, uh, an L-Wire guitar. 
And then the next year, I'm not Elwire. Screw Elwire guitar, man. I'm going to do 58 holes and put LEDs and and be able to play porno on the side of my guitar while I'm walking down the street playing. I mean, that's that is evidence to me that we that, that being able to introduce that's what we're looking for when we invite somebody. We're we're hoping that they make a connection with Flipside, and it just opens their world up. That they find a way that, that they may not have been able to express themselves before. I've come across people at Flipside that I knew in the in the real world that I didn't recognize at Flipside because it turns out they like to dress and drag. I have no problem with that. I'm, I enjoy the fact that they found that expression. They found a place where they can do that and feel free to express themselves and enjoy their their expression that they could they would have never found having not been introduced to Flipside. But you you got to be a one of the lucky few that we. Carol and I don't often invite individuals because in the steaming pot, we tend to feel responsible for the ones we invite because we kind of hold you to that, right? I mean, you've seen that in our own camp that, oh yeah, we got a new guy coming to camp. Who's bringing them? Who's call, who's saying that this person's cool and okay so that we know if we start having a problem with this person and we can't address that person directly, we can go address the person that invited them and find out, hey, what's what's going on here? Why is this person not helping or why is this person, you know, being like this? And we know that when we invite somebody out, there is going to be that if other people in camp don't like you, you haven't gotten the hint from them, they're going to come tell me. As I've told you before, I'm the dick in camp. Every every camp usually needs a dick. And what does the dick do? The dick gets rid of the assholes. He's there to make sure that when that one guy who's looking to cause trouble in your camp starts wandering into your camp, he's that guy that can generally get him to leave without actually saying anything. So that's why we're very cautious about who we invite. I did find it extremely amusing that that when you told your brother that that was a great scenario. I don't. It's not my place to tell that story. I'll leave that to another time. But uh, considering your brother had been coming for years and was a little surprised to say the least when he found out I invited you, but I think it was a good pick, and I'm glad we did because there were. There were at least a few we've had in the past that have just not worked out. People that we didn't invite them, but we had people in the steaming pot that the, the, the year it rained every day, they left before burn. Like, uh, what did you come here for? You you just came here to sit miserably through four days of rainy camping. You never went anywhere. You never went and experienced other camps. Even if you could, the problem was is that it's been raining every day. Half these techno camps aren't even up and running. Half these camps that wanted to have stuff up and running can't do it because it's raining. And so you miss out. On, you expect there to be, like I said, if I told you about Flipside and I got you all riled up and excited and I've been coming for however many years, you're thinking all this shit that I'm telling you is going to happen when you go. And then you get there and if it rains every day, you got 10% potential of things happening. If other people, because it, it takes some planning to be able to keep your generators running or... You know, you see, we, when we when the early days when it rained, it suddenly got quiet at Flipside. I mean, it was it was almost anticipated that the minute it rains, pretty much all the lights are going to go out, all the music's going to stop. It's going to be like camping, and we're going to have the Coleman going, the Coleman lantern going, and we're going to have the burners on, and we're going to be serving coffee. But it's going to be quiet for a while, all except for the rainstorm, right? And as years have progressed, those techno domes and those music guys have started figuring out. Okay, we'll we'll bring a school bus. We'll put our mixing booths in the school bus. We'll have our speakers on these stands, and we'll cover them with trash bags. Why? So when the storm comes, they keep going, you know. And now 
that storm comes blowing through and you still got a techno dome, you know, at least two of them still running. You still got something, some activity going somewhere. So you still got, and even in those moments, you're going to have, it could be pouring down rain and you're going to have a completely different experience at flip side if you're open to that experience. Now, if you've already closed off to being miserable because it's raining, you may not get that experience. You might miss something that might have been really cool because you weren't open to what Flipside was going to offer you in that moment. As I said, there there are moments at Flipside where you think you're nuts for being here. Like, why the fuck am I suffering through this? But it's when you open yourself up to the experience that Flipside is that you'll realize, no, there's going to be awesomeness. That, that There is always awesomeness. It's up to you to find it. It's up to you to experience it. The fact that you started uh, really liking the, the karaoke bar was one of those like, okay, yay, he found something, you know, because oftentimes you'll start getting bored with just the steaming pot, you know. Nobody in our camp stays in our camp the whole flip side. I mean, even Shadow gets out. Even, I mean, even I bother to get out. I don't want to stay in camp all of flip side. That can be boring. I wouldn't want to stay in any one camp all of flip side. It would be repetitive and somewhat boring. Not that I wouldn't want to see as many of Architect's shows as he wants to put on, by all means. Those are some awesome shows every time you go see them. The experience of Flipside is to be open to the experience and all the different things that could potentially come at you. Some good, some bad. Some people's art is screaming at you. You just have to wait five minutes and they'll eventually finish their expression and then they'll move on and the next person will come by and their expressive nature is being naked. I'm not going to complain. So what do you think the actual burn is, the transcendental uh, or is a structure fire? What do you think it is? That is a structure fire. And, and anybody who's never experienced a structure fire, it's well worth watching. Uh, it's fun because in, in seeing enough structure fires and having burned enough kiln-dried lumber myself, I at least know when they light that thing, it's going to be bright and hot really fast. And not everybody knows that, which has started to become part of the fun of the burn. One thing that the steaming pot will always tell you that we always know and have is an escape plan, especially during the burn. We are not going to be the group of people that is buried in the middle of a giant crowd of people right up front. Why? Because we know that's fixing to get really hot, really fast, and there's potential explosives inside. Now, they've gotten much better and and much more... Uh, I don't know what the proper word for it is, but the less uh, risky with their pyrotechnics. Uh, you know, years past, there were plenty of, we don't know what it's going to do, but it's going to be fun. <laughs> so you had to pretty much be ready to run at any point in time. But we, we've always had an escape plan. But the burn, the burn is the expressive, it tends to be the expressive moment of Flipside. That, that the year that it, it rained every day. So it seemed like in the beginning that the it seemed to drag, like there wasn't a lot of great things happening. It was kind of boring. It was kind of first couple of days took a while to get going. And the next thing you know, by Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you know, flip side is on full fucking run. Well, as it turns out, when it's time to light the effigy, the effigy took a while to get going. You know, it took a lot of coaxing to get it to start. It took a lot of coaxing to get it to, to actually start to burn. But then, of course, once it started getting riled up, next thing you know, it's hitting the pyrotechnics. It's hitting the effects. You know, it's showing the rock. I think it shows a proper representation generally of how that flip side went. You know, the, the one when it started shooting fireworks into the crowd. I mean, that particular flip side, there was a little bit of chaos of, of understandably dangerous. That, that There was a... 
you had got that feeling throughout Flipside that there was a bit of a of a risky danger going already, and lo and behold, when they light the fire, some of the pyrotechnics decided to go different directions than they were expecting, or the hat caught on fire before the pyrotechnics went off, and so the next thing you know, they're going off early, or they're going off at an angle, or uh, the year with the bridge, you know, when they're shooting pyrotechnics through the bottom of the bridge. That you know, I don't know if that was planned or not, but they were always good representations of how the week had gone. I personally am more of a pagan, and therefore have a little bit. I feel that there's a little more spirituality involved with Flipside, and I know Flipside's not into any spiritual affiliation. I know there's plenty of people out there that that don't think of it in a spiritual way at all. But for me, there's a, there's a build up that build up of energy for Flipside, even in your year planning for it, even in your, and then when you get there and you you build your theme camp or you build your thing and you make it happen and you express your art, the burn is the release. All that energy that's been built up through the whole week, whether it be chaos, whether it be sexual, whether it be anger, whatever it is, has all built up all week long. And then when the burn happens, it's all released. So you don't have to go home with it. If it was a sh- if you were angry for most of Flipside, by the time the burn happens, you're probably going to have let go of that anger. If you felt confused and chaotic, by the time the burn happens, you're going to feel that that burn away that feeling. I think some of the best things people have done is those who take it as almost a, a new year that, that they go to flip side and it's a, it's a time for them to, to kind of release their, their woes from the past year and start fresh anew. And for many people running doing that first circle around the fire when they first release everybody and getting to go, you know, I don't want to go run around the fire a bunch, but at the same time, I, I understand let's go around it once. Let's at least, complete the year let's let's make that memory let's make that moment and and release that anxiety and energy and because the last thing i mean we've been to flip sides where they had the collapse uh, that was uh, i don't know there was the year where we couldn't burn it was in flat creek and we had it we, we called it the collapse or at least we that's what people in the steaming pot had had referred to it as because there was no burn nothing could be on fire but we had to pull it down and 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 even the steaming pot got to be a part of one of the crews that got to pull the rope that pulled part of it down. And it was it was cool. It was a great effect. It was kind of nice. It was good. They did something because they couldn't burn it. Right? They weren't allowed to burn burn bands and all that. But but it did leave that. Damn it! I have to take this energy with me now. That, that you didn't get to have that release. I think the the burning question. Uh, one of the ways they do their thing is that all those questions that are written get put on that scroll, and that scroll gets put in the fire. And I think that's tremendous because it puts that energy out. So you're not carrying it around with you. You're not, I'm not having to worry about going back into normal, you know, the normal world after an experience of flip side and still feeling the need to put on, you know, nail polish and glitter and go dance in the techno dome. You know, I don't, don't get me wrong. I love to listen to techno music, but at the same time, I recognize there's a, there's a time and place for that expressive art. And and for me, I, I have a, a little bit more of a, a function mindset when I get back to my real world. And if I still have my built up energy that I didn't get to release at flip side, then there's a, there's almost a desire to go home and have my own fire, have a, have something of my own that I can burn so that I can at least get some of that energy out of me. But that's a, that's a spiritual thing, right? That's a, for me, it's a, it's a, it is totally a spiritual to, to experience flip side, to, to feel that energy, to feel the camaraderie, to feel the chaos, you know, that, and knowing that, like I said, at least at least 
10% of these people are just here for the party. And they're just here to see exactly how far can they take themselves before it's too much. I wish all of them the best. And I hope, I hope they don't ever have to go too far that, that it costs them more than, than a lesson. It's part of the reason I enjoy flip side is it, it gives me that release of, okay, I've had my chaos for the year. I, I did five days of, of camping in the woods with generators and power and electricity and danger things and burners and propane and, and drunk people and, and crazy people. And, and I don't, I'm, I think I'm turning into tiny, man. They're, they're going to have to start having a chair in the dome for me to just sit and talk to people. And it'll only be weird because even when there's nobody sitting there, you know, I'm going to be still sitting there talking. <laughs> Who are you talking to? I'm talking to that guy I met three years ago. There's nobody in here. Yeah, but time doesn't exist right now. <laughs> Isn't this the flip side of time travel? Yeah, I'm just existing in another time. But but it's been, it is always an experience. It is always worthy experience. It, it, but I again, it, it got under my skin. It, it, I got addicted real quick. And that's that's generally what I'm looking for in other people. It's one of the excitement of bringing a newbie is you're waiting to see, is this person going to spontaneously combust and we'll never see them again? Or potentially, you know, we'll see them again and they'll be happy and thrilled or we'll see them again and they're packing their crap and leaving. But it's the, it's the fact that we, we are always hopeful that, that they're going to find that moment at Flipside that just pops their, their, their constraints, whatever it was that was holding them back before. They can go to Flipside and at least during that one period, they might find a way to express themselves. And even if that's the only time they get to do it all year long, that one moment could make the difference in their whole life. I hope they could find more. I hope they could, I mean, I hope they can go find it in their own lives and take that magic back with them and be able to be more comfortable with who they are and more expressive with who they are. But I, I, I like I said, I recognize that there's some people that go to flip side and they don't ever want to be a part of that again. They don't, but that's again, that's the gamble you take when you invite a new person to Flipside is that, that this person could potentially have a mind altering experience or this person could potentially have a mind altering experience. <laughs> well, thank you for um, hanging out, Bo, and talking with me. Uh, I'm sure this will be up fairly shortly. Thanks for listening. And so on, if the series of seas will always stay close to sea and never trend. Shock test on fire, a table pterodactyl. You're a heart-shaped box of springs and wire in one badass fucking fractal. And you're just in time.